Don't want to work forever? Once you can cover your living expenses with passive income, your day job becomes optional and you reach financial independence. You then have complete control over your time, your money, and your life in general. Spark Rental founders Denny Suplee and Brian Davis, me, are here to help you build rental income, ditch your day job, and do what matters most to you. So on that note, let's jump into today's episode, which, like all of our episodes, was recorded live. Hi, everyone, and hey welcome. <laughs> um, pardon me, I have a cold, so if I cough, don't hold it against me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll try not to duck <laughs> as, serious? As, as you sneeze. I could wear a mask, but we're virtual, so, you know. <laughs> anyway, um, welcome. Happy Valentine's Day. Brian, What are you doing anything in Brazil for Valentine's? <laughs> I mean, come on. Valentine's Day is such a hallmark oh, holiday. No, here we go. I mean, literally, like, it was invented by like you know guys in the fifties in like a boardroom somewhere trying to sell more more greeting cards or flowers or chocolates or whatever. <laughs> like, but that wife. being said, <laughs> yeah, hey, Katie feels the same way. But oh. Valentine's Day is a great excuse to make a nice meal with your spouse or your significant other to open an especially nice bottle of wine. Right. Um, so, you know, uh, on that, I, 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 we did celebrate Valentine's day that way on Saturday, we stayed in, oh, I made nice. a nice steak dinner, uh, and opened a nice bottle of wine. So anyway, <laughs> I digress. <laughs> well, welcome everyone. Um, this is spark Reynolds, Facebook live podcast, YouTube, right down the line. Um, All of the above. We, yeah, right. we are discussing today the silent killer risk for smart people's finances is boredom. And if you have any questions, please place them in the comments. And Brian, I'm going to let you take this off before I start coughing. <laughs> All right. The fundamental thing here is that good investing practices are inherently boring right? Like dollar cost averaging into index funds for stocks, you know, and if you're not familiar with those terms, it just means investing the same amount of money every week, every month, you know, whatever it is into index funds that just track stock indexes like the S&P 500 or the Russell 2000. It's really boring investing, but it works. And if you look at the, the numbers, if you look at reports on how the average retail investor performs each year, like their average returns, it's usually like half of the actual return from the S&P 500 uh, because people try to get fancy. They try to beat the market. They get bored with just setting up automatic investments into index funds every week or every month. And this is an especial risk for people who consider themselves smart uh, or you know, well-informed or, you know, good at investing. The smarter you think you are with money and with investing, the more susceptible you are to this risk of going out and trying to beat the market because you got bored, just dollar cost averaging into stocks, right? Which is so, gambling. Yeah. Well, right. So, you know, people get into day trading or swing trading. I myself <laughs> confess that I got into swing trading a, a couple of years back. And you know, after doing it for almost two years, I'm basically at exactly break even. <laughs> so like, you know, it's these are the kind of things. Time consuming as well. Well, 
yeah, I mean, it, 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 the, the system that I follow take, only takes me like 10 or 15 minutes a day. But, you know, the first year I did it, I made like 14 grand on it and I was patting myself on the back. And then last year I lost like, I don't know, 16 grand, 17 grand. So, you know, learn from my mistakes on this. Like, <laughs> you know, you shouldn't be doing this stuff unless you are an absolute expert. Uh, things like time, trying to time the market, trying to pick individual stocks, day trading, swing trading, don't do this stuff. So what do you do then if you do want to beat the market, right? We all want to beat the market. Denny, you and I want to beat the market. <laughs> so what do you do if you want to beat the stock market? Invest in real estate on the in addition to your stock investments. So, you know, keep your stock investments boring and simple. Like I use a robo advisor. Uh, I use Schwab's robo advisor, which is free by the way, to just automatically invest a certain amount of money every single week in stocks and they rebalance the portfolio for me. They handle tax loss harvesting to uh, to help with my taxes. Super boring. It's on autopilot. I don't have to worry about it. So I can focus on my more exciting investments in real estate. Now that could be real estate investment trusts or REITs, uh, you know, publicly traded REITs on stock exchanges. You could, you can invest in them. I don't personally love REITs uh, for a couple reasons. One is because they trade on public stock exchanges, they have that same volatility as stocks. Uh, and yes, they have the same liquidity as stocks too. You can buy and sell at any time, which is nice. Um, but that that volatility that that comes from the stock or being traded on public stock exchanges, um, it leads to too much correlation with stock markets. Uh, and the whole point, uh, or at least one of the major points of investing in real estate, is diversification away from stocks, so that when stock markets crash, your real estate investments don't also crash. Right, like that you have. Uh, separate silos of investments in your portfolio. And when one group does poorly, hopefully the other groups still do okay or, or do well even. Absolutely. Uh, Just yeah, let so, us know, has anybody else <clears throat> tried day trading? Was it successful? Not? Let us know what you tried. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And to give you a quick example here about what we're talking about with REITs, last year in 2022, the stock market fell, S&P 500 dropped, I think, 18.11%. And that's, if you include dividend, it, it actually dropped like 19.44% in, mm -hmm. in value. Uh, but if you include dividend yield, uh, it comes out to minus 18%, basically, returns on the S&P 500. And public REITs dropped even further. They dropped minus 25.1% total returns. It was actually, uh, it dropped like tw almost 28% in prices average. Uh, these are US REITs, by the way, um, but they earned some dividends as well. So yeah, so minus 25% returns for REITs last year, minus 18% returns for the S&P 500. But not all real estate investments did that poorly. I mean, if you look year over year appreciation wise, uh, the average US home ended the year, I think around 10% higher than it started it. Be careful of REITs is the bottom line there. So where do you go then if you don't, if you aren't going to be investing in REITs? So I like real estate crowdfunding as an entry level way to diversify into real estate. Some crowdfunding platforms uh, let you invest with as little as 10 bucks. So two of my favorites where I have plenty of my own personal money are Fundrise and Ground Floor. And we'll put some links to those in the show notes and in the comments as well. Um, but yeah, 10 bucks, you can diversify into real estate with Fundrise or Ground Floor. 
Uh, Lofty is a relatively new crowdfunding platform. Uh, you can buy fractional shares in individual rental properties on there for 50 bucks a share, uh, which is pretty awesome. You can do the same thing with Arrived, uh, although that's 100 bucks a share uh, in, in you know, fractional ownership in individual rental properties. Um, by the way, one cool thing about Lofty is that there is a secondary market. So you can, you can sell your shares at any time, uh, which is pretty cool. Uh, concrete, you can invest with as little as $1 in concrete. Uh, and that's spelled you know, with REIT, like R-E-I-T, like Real Estate Investment Trust. Um, so real estate crowdfunding, it's a good entry level way to diversify into real estate. Um, and, you know, some, there are plenty of other uh, platforms out there as well. Uh, many of which either require you to be an accredited investor or have a higher minimum investment. Like Streetwise has a, roughly a $5,000 minimum investment. Guild Street, I think has a $500 minimum investment. Um, but you have plenty of options. We actually have a chart on our website comparing crowdfunding investments. And I'll throw a link uh, to that chart as well oh, on here. Okay. Uh, I got it then. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate it. Multitasking here. So yeah, great entry level way. You can throw 10 bucks in there and just see how you like it. Get comfortable with, you know, a couple different platforms. And then if you want scale up from there, uh, real estate syndications are a great next step beyond crowdfunding. Now, those come with a much higher minimum investment. You know, historically, you're looking at a fifty to hundred thousand dollar minimum investment in real estate syndications, which is on par with a down payment on a rental property. Um, that being said, we have a co-investing club where we all pool resources every month uh, and and go in on these together. So that's a five thousand dollar minimum uh, to invest that way. Uh, and Denny will put a link in the in the comments here. Uh, to our co-investing club if you're curious how that works now why would you do that why would you tie up thousands of dollars in these real estate investments instead of 10 bucks in fundrise uh, because the returns can be crazy high on real estate syndications uh, often in that 15 to 50 percent range per year uh, and you get full tax benefits uh, you get cash flow from them sometimes you get you can achieve infinite returns, which we've talked about on this podcast before. Uh, and you, you get know, the experience of all kinds of investors from all walks. Absolutely. <clears throat> um, so real estate syndications uh, are a good next level up uh, if you don't want to go out and become a landlord, but you do want all of those same advantages from you know appreciation to cash flow to crazy high returns and tax benefits. Um, so that can be another way to do it, uh, to add a little bit of excitement and spice <laughs> in your investing portfolio. And then if you really want to dive in as a real estate investor, uh, you can become a, a, a landlord, become a rental property investor or you know, flix, uh, fix and flip houses, of course. Uh, but that is basically a business. Uh, it is, it's... Oh. We lost Brian. So basically... It is a business. You have to take care of Ever your ask for. <laughs> as an investor, uh, you will definitely not be bored as a flipper or as a landlord. Uh, I can tell you that. Uh, so these are some ways that you can spice things up as an investor without losing sight of the fundamentals, you know, without trying to get uh, fancy timing the market, picking stocks, day trading, you know, all the stuff that you really shouldn't be doing. Uh, just consider adding real estate in the mix in your portfolio, uh, whether it's as simple as 
investing 10 bucks with Fundrise or investing in real estate syndications as a next level up or the next level up above that, you know, directly buying properties yourself. So on that note, Denny, what did I miss? <laughs> what, did, what did we not cover today? Oh, I think you got it all, Brian. Uh, well, Denny, I hope you feel better. And uh, we will catch you guys next week. We'll see you on the flip side. So stay in touch, support at sparkrunnel.com and let us know what you want to hear more about. Absolutely. Have a great day, guys. Did you know we offer a free eight video course on how to reach financial independence with real estate? It's super bingeable with each video around 10 minutes long, but packed with information. Visit sparkrental.com slash learn for instant access. And please don't forget to rate and review our podcasts on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. Thanks for joining us. And we will catch you on the flip side.